How's it going, everyone? I hope you all enjoyed your weekend. Nico and Vince still have their work cut out for them in the dreamscape, but Vagabar is now feeling the pressure. It has been a long and challenging road for these two, but they're finally at the finish line. Will they be victorious, or will they fall short in this fearsome battle? Let's find out in part two of chapter seven in Miko and the King of Rags. On the last episode of Miko and the King of Rags, Miko and Vince began the final battle with Vagabar in the dreamscape. Vince summons two mighty warriors to tilt the scales in their favor. Chapter 7, Part 2 Miko could feel his heart racing and his nerves were firing like a machine gun. The two warriors stood calmly, their expressions cold and their weapons at the ready. From above, Miko. A voice echoed out of nowhere. Miko turned around to try and find the voice and noticed something was wrong. The entire dreamscape had come to a standstill. Axel was frozen in motion, Vagabar and the warriors too. Who said that? Miko called out, uncertain on what to do. Your sword, Miko. From above. The voice sounded off again, this time like a bell in a church steeple. It was then that it hit Miko. It was the voice from the woods, the hand that had reached out for him. A familiar tingle crept up his leg, but this time it didn't seem to bother him. Go. You're almost here. The voice faded away as it spoke, and with it, time and the dreamscape resumed. Vince writhed around in the rags, and Vagabar laughed as he did. The voice rang in Miko's head, and he thought of the words. Go above. Hey, sword guy. Miko spoke suddenly, a panic in his voice. You think you can get Vince out of there? The male warrior nodded. And you, Talora. I mean, ma'am, can you toss me in the sky? Miko questioned her. Her face blank. She nodded. Axel, I'm going to need a distraction. On my count of three, Miko ordered and they all spread out. Vagabar, confused at their movements, squeezed Vince tighter. Back away. He hissed. One. Miko stepped closer to the female warrior. Two. Axel and the male readied themselves. Three. Jumping on top of it, the female warrior slung her hammer around like a cyclone, then launched Miko into the sky. Axel roared with enough force to shake the buildings once more, making Vagabar drop vents and cover his ears. Chucking his greatsword like a spear, the male warrior's blade snagged the rags around vents and he yanked him away and then pinned him into a nearby building. Miko screamed wildly as he breached the clouds and flipped into the sunlight. As he basked in the sunlight, he felt an overwhelming sense of peace and calm take a hold of him. It was as if everything was going to be all right, like he knew that they would succeed. 
He looked off into the light of the sun, and for a moment he swore he saw the five figures from before, from above. He whispered to himself as the soft clouds began to engulf him. Axel, still holding his mighty roar, glanced upward at the twinkling light in the clouds. Snapping his maw shut, he shook his mane and oddly sprinted away. The warriors also looked up and sprang into action. The male leapt over the stunned Vagabar and retrieved vents from the building. The female rushed towards Vagabar, bulldozed him back into the ground in passing, and grabbed Vince's notebook and pencil. Cowards. Vagabar griped, struggling to stand, his mind weakened and his wrapping slipping from his misshapen body. The sound of a faint scream above him made Vagabar look to the skies. A dim white light was crashing towards the city, and it was picking up speed. As the screams grew louder, the light in the sky began to dazzle like a falling star. By the time Vagabar could make out what the object was, it was too late. Sword radiating like the sun, the clouds split majestically behind him in an unwavering determination filling his soul, Miko lifted his blade over his head. Vagabar! Miko wailed at the top of his lungs. Bringing his sword down right on top of Vagabar's bony head, he closed his eyes and held his breath. The dreamscape went silent. Violently forcing out the silence, Miko's sword light climaxed and erupted into an earth-shattering explosion. The warriors covered both Axel and Vince with their bodies as the explosion raged through the entire dreamscape and decimated the rusted city. The warriors shifted their bodies from Vince and Axel as the winds of Miko's explosion finally died down. Cracking his eyes open, Vince gasped as he looked upon the wreckage of the city. No way. He choked, stepping out into the debris. Miko! Climbing over chunks of buildings, Vince scrambled to a deep crater in the center of it all. Vagabar's broken body laid next to Miko's, who was face down and not moving. We gotta help him, Vince cried out, sliding down into the hole. The warriors and Axel were hot on his heels and quickly joined Vince at the base of the crater. The male warrior held his blade over Vagabar's body, and the female gently moved Vince aside and scooped Miko into her hands. Is he dead? Vince stammered tears flowing from his eyes. He can't be dead. He won. He's not dead, right? Resting his body on a piece of rubble, the female warrior stepped away from him and stood watch. Hey, wake up! Vince shook Miko gently. Come on, Miko. Wake up. He can't take you too. Please. Axel, purring softly, rubbed his mane against Vince and comforted him. He then pawed at Miko in hopes he could wake him. There was no response. Miko! Vince shouted out. Come on! We beat him! Vagabar's gone! I'm not scared anymore! It seemed like a hopeless situation. Tears flowing from Vince's eyes and Axel laying his head on Miko's chest. Good boy, Axel. Miko's voice was broken and faint, but he spoke. 
Miko! Vince screamed and grabbed him by the shoulders. I'm up. I'm up. Miko coughed out a mouthful of dust and gagged harshly. The warriors carefully sat Miko upright and even patted him on the back. Groaning with every move he made, Miko leaned forward and groaned. Did I miss? He struggled, barely able to look towards Vagabar. No way. You got him, Vince reassured him. Good, Miko whined. Somehow forcing himself to stand, Miko used his sword as a support, and he and Vince moved over to Vagabar's lifeless body. His breath labored, Miko leaned on Vince with his free hand. He lifted his sword. You did it, Vince. Miko smiled to him. Here, you have to finish it. Tell him to leave. Miko lazily handed Vince his sword and urged him to speak. The warriors took Vince's place in holding Miko as Vince crept towards Vagabar. Vince had never held a sword before, so his grip on it was awkward and loose. He swallowed down his fear and placed the tip of Miko's blade on Vagabar's chest. Go away, Vince spoke timidly. Louder, Miko instructed him, waving his hand around loosely. Go away, Vagabar. Vince spoke up, this time puffing his chest out as best as he could. Nothing happened for a while, and Vagabar still laid motionless. Vince looked back to Miko for help, but he was on the verge of passing out. Vince had to finish this one. Breathing deeply, he wiped the sweat from his brow and paused for a moment. He calmed his mind and began to think about all the things that Vagabar had taken from him. Clothes food, houses, happy thoughts, everything. The thoughts pained him, but as he racked his mind for all the things Vagabar took, thoughts of all the things he gained began to slip in. He met Miko, Quinn, and Talora. He learned how to stand up for himself. His dad found a job. Miss Hernandez was proud of him. So were the firefighters. He was happy, and most importantly, he believed in himself. A bright smile pulled at Vince's mouth. He adjusted his grip on Miko's sword and turned back to him. Thank you, Miko, Vince uttered calmly. Turning back to Vagabar, he pressed a sword against him and clenched his teeth. And for you, Vagabar, inhaling deeply, Vince released all of his fears and worries. You'll never take anything from me again. Get out, Vagabar. And stay out. Vagabar's body began to sizzle, hiss, and jerk around softly. Standing his ground, Vince watched as the dirty rags encasing him began to unravel one by one. His body dissolved into a thin black mist, and what remained of Vagabar was blown away with the breeze, until all that was left was nothing but a pile of rags. Miko and Vince sat under their tree in the front of the school, laughing and smiling as they spoke. Did you do your homework? Miko asked, crossing his legs and sitting upward. Yeah, Vince responded. Do you need some help? Duh, I suck at math. And you didn't even miss a question on the last test. 
Vend shrugged his shoulders and giggled to himself. Nico playfully shoved him and smiled too. Changing his posture, Vince faced Miko. Can I ask something? He questioned slowly. Sure, Miko responded. What's limbo? Vince seemed nervous to ask. I know it was like a month ago, but... Vagabar. He said limbo is calling. Miko adjusted his backpack inside. He wished he had an answer for Vince, but even he didn't know exactly what it was either. He remembered his fight with Crux and how he too brought up Limbo. The mystery of Limbo was one that Miko knew he'd figure out one day, but it would have to wait until then. I don't know what it is, Vince, Miko admitted. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay, Vince said. But one more question. Yeah? Miko replied, this time a bit worried. Do you know who the master is? Vince asked. Miko nodded. He's a big guy, but it's been a long time. I don't know where he is either. Vince's bus pulled up to the front of the school and came to a slow stop. The two of them stood to their feet and made their way over to it. I'll see you tomorrow, Miko said to Vince. For sure, Vince replied with a smile. A few more kids filed onto the bus before Vince, but just before he got on, he paused and turned to Miko. You'll beat him, Miko. Vince spoke with confidence. The sundown man. Whatever he is, you can do it, Miko. You'll find out what Limbo is, too. I know you will. Smiling as if it were Christmas morning, Miko nodded to Vince and gave him a hug. Thanks, Vince. Making his way to the usual seat, Vince plopped down in the back of the bus, turned around, and waved goodbye. Waving back, Miko watched as the bus rounded the last corner and disappeared. Standing on his own for a minute, Miko was silent. The thought of limbo plagued him, but even more so, it was the voice and tingle that swirled in his mind. Malcolm drove up to the school not too long after and honked at Miko. Jumping into the back seat, he buckled in quickly. How was your day, kid? Malcolm asked, pulling out of the lot. It was good. I hung out with Vince, Talor, and Quinn, Miko replied. Great. They're all doing okay? Yep. The entire way home, Miko sat in silence, gazing once more out of the window sternly. It was another quiet drive, but Malcolm didn't seem to notice it too much. Pulling into their driveway, Malcolm put the car in park and sighed. All right, we made it back, he joked. Miko didn't respond to it. He just sat with his seatbelt still on and a peculiar look on his face. Turning around, Malcolm gazed at Miko with worry. Everything all right, Miko? He asked him patting him on the leg. Yeah, Miko finally responded, a cold look on his smooth face. Daddy, can I ask you something? Malcolm's ears perked up and he fully unclipped from his seatbelt. Absolutely, Miko. What's going on? He asked. 
Miko sighed deeply and hesitated for a long moment. Finally, he shot a dangerously determined look to Malcolm and parted his lips. What's limbo? Thanks again for joining me in the final reading of Chapter 7 of Book 2, Miko and the King of Rags. It has been an absolutely wild journey for Miko and Vince as they suffered great losses at the hands of Vagabar. But with determination, confidence, and a little artistic talent, the two finally defeated Vagabar and banished him from the dreamscape. Although their victory was sweet and long overdue, a new and burning question now filled their minds. What is Limbo? Now that book two is wrapped up, it's on to the next. I'll see you guys all on May 4th when we begin book three of the Dreamkeeper saga, Miko and the Woman in the Water. Again, I'd love to hear feedback from everyone, your thoughts and comments, and what I can do to improve the podcast. You can find me on social media at Miko the Dreamkeeper. So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy. And remember, we are all dream keepers.